Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Well, hello, everyone. Numa Church, it's so good to be back in Melbourne. You say, Corey, have you gone crazy? Have you got rocks in your head? Why would you want to be back in Melbourne? Well, I just really, uh, although it's been a great a uh, few days over in Numa Perth and seeing what God is doing there. I just really believe that uh, Melbourne is on God's agenda and there is no lockdown, there is no restriction, there is no pandemic that is going to stop Jesus building his church uh, right now in this season. And uh, this uh, pandemic, as well as these restrictions, will uh, disappear, they will go away. And uh, this too shall pass and we will be back together very soon, maybe even next weekend. So I want to encourage you to get ready to receive a word in season. We've been declaring in praise and in worship the posture of faith, the posture of praise. The Bible says, I'll bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I just want to encourage you to take a posture of faith and praise today as we come around the Word of God. We're going to join in faith, not only for this COVID virus to disappear, these restrictions to end, but also every purpose and intention of God for your life to become a reality. So why don't we pray together as we get into the Word. Father, we just thank you today that Jesus is still on the throne. And whilst many things are changing around us, Jesus stays the same yesterday, today and forever. And I just pray today, God, that you would speak to us, quicken to my mind and my heart your word. I pray as I preach your word that, God, the gift of faith would be given to every viewer and listener. God, I pray that sick bodies would be healed, minds would be restored, lives would be changed, families reunited. And Jesus, may you get all the glory for what you are doing and what you're about to do. Lord, we thank you uh, for your heart for the city of Melbourne. We thank you, O God, for your heart for the nation of Australia and for the nations of the world. And we just declare over this city and over the nation of Australia, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We command this COVID virus to go to the pit of hell and to never return again. And Father, we just thank you that restrictions will end and that we will re-engage, O God, as a congregation into live gatherings, resuming normal life. I pray for people, O God, that are going without in this season. I pray supernatural and abundant provision from heaven, O God, over their lives. And God, I just pray that we would stay connected in our life groups to each other, online, with our phones, however it is, O God, and that, Lord, we would really be buoyant and hopeful and faith-filled for what you're going to do in these days. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Well, I want to invite you to open up your Bible with me to Mark chapter 5, verse 21. This is a word that's been on my heart for several weeks. And uh, I have uh, actually preached this word at a few other places. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me to bring this word this week. Mark 5, 21, 34, and we're going to read uh, where Jesus is ministering to Jairus' daughter, and on the way, an amazing miracle takes place. The Bible says, and when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, 
And seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, note this in your Bible, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Today, I wanna speak to you on the subject, the currency of the kingdom, the currency of the kingdom of God. It was several years ago when I was ministering in Singapore. I was actually at uh, ministering at the hotel, in the ballroom of the hotel, multiple services in a row. I had about 20 minutes break in between services. And as I went back up to my room in the lobby of the hotel, I recognised a a friend, an acquaintance uh, from Australia. And we sort of recognised each other. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's asking me what I'm doing there. And I let him know that I was preaching. I only had about 15 minutes before I had to be back in the service to preach at the next service. And I just needed a break. And he told me that he was there because his stepmother was actually being treated for stage four cancer in Glen Eagles Hospital in Singapore. And he asked me instantly, would I jump in a cab and go and pray with her at the hospital? And I'm looking at my watch thinking, I'm, I'm now about you know 12 minutes from the next service and I'm gonna be preaching very soon. But I felt the Holy Spirit interrupt my agenda with his agenda to go and pray for this lady. And so we rushed to the cab. The Glen Eagles Hospital was only about five, 10 minutes away. We went to the hospital and uh, I prayed for this lady, anointed her with oil and believed in Jesus' name that God was going to heal her body. I rushed back to the church service at the hotel and kept on preaching, just made it in time to preach. But I got a report soon after about this lady and her treatment. And of the seven tests, that were taken before the prayer, all seven came back as positive that she had cancer. When they retested her after the prayer, six of the seven tests came back negative. There was no cancer. And the the seventh test was reduced from stage four to stage two. And she was able to be treated for a short period of time and enjoyed some measure of life for many years. I wanna tell you today, some of your greatest breakthroughs will be disguised as inconveniences and interruptions. I call them divine interruptions. And Jesus could have interpreted in this story, Jairus' request to go and minister to his daughter as an inconvenienced 
to his already overcrowded and busy schedule. Jesus was busy in ministry. He had lots of people thronging about him. What a great word, thronging. And there were many crowds around Jesus, but Jesus was committed to honour his father's intention. In John 5, 19, it says, I only ever do that which I see my father doing. And so one act of obedience became a catalyst to another miracle on the way to minister to Jairus' daughter. I love what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says. He says, faith is only real in obedience. If faith is only pondering on doing what God said, it's not faith. If the theory of spiritual formation doesn't lead to obedience, then the theory is delusional because it teaches that obedience is optional. You see, every yes to God has hidden within it miracles waiting on the other side. I can't begin to tell you how many times that I have simply said yes to God and been so surprised by what God has interrupted my life with. Maybe right now, God's asking you to do something, encourage someone, step out in faith in a particular area. But because of the current circumstances, you have retreated back to a a place of passivity and complacency in your relationship with God. Can I encourage you today to respond with yes to God, to begin to obey what God has asked you to do? Because one of the things you and I need to understand about faith is that faith is to the kingdom of God what currency is to a nation. Every nation has a currency. When you travel overseas, You can't use Australian dollars in Indonesia or in a foreign nation. You have to exchange your currency for the national currency of the land that you find yourself in. Well, the same thing is with the kingdom of heaven. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God that enables supernatural transactions to take place between heaven and earth. All of us know the challenge and frustration of having connection problems with our iPhones or tech devices. And apparently NBN, the National Broadband Network, is this communications infrastructure that's designed to improve the speed of online communications. And some of us are yet to see the fulfilment of that prophecy in our lives. Well, you need to understand something that the kingdom of God is, has a, a broadband network. It's called the Heavenly Broadband Network, HBN. And if we don't plug into God's HBN, we're going to have some connection problems in our relationship with God. And when we get connection problems, be it in our prayer life or our giving or our word life or relationships, Often we look to blame someone or something other than taking responsibility in our faith ourselves. And so often we start to blame the sovereignty of God. Well, if God really wanted it, then it will be. But you need to understand something today. God's sovereignty will never do for you what God has commissioned your faith to do. We're going to stop blaming the sovereignty of God for things that God wants us to take responsibility for with our faith. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you've been saved through faith. So if grace is the supply of water, then faith is the pipeline. There's more than enough abundance and sufficiency of God's grace 
for every need that you're facing in your life. The issue is, is there any pipeline of faith that the rivers of living water of God's grace can actually flow through in your life? Ritual alone won't bring breakthrough. Ritual must be accompanied by a spirit of faith, as the Apostle Paul talks about this amazing gift called faith. Peter said to the lame beggar at the gate, beautiful, just after the early church had been baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit and the early church was forming in covenant family and community and Peter and John were on their way to the gate, beautiful, and they go past this lame beggar and this lame beggar was expecting and believing that he was going to get something from Peter and John to meet his physical need. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. I do not have the currency that you need right now to meet this temporary need. But I have something called faith. And faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. And this isn't gonna just meet your need for this moment. It's gonna meet your need forever. You see, God's not just interested in giving you something that will last a day, a week, a month, or a year, or a temporary season of time. God wants to give you something called the gift of faith that will sustain you and strengthen you through every season, through every circumstance, no matter what you face in your life. You see, the gift of faith acknowledges the need before us, but does something about it. In the crowd surrounding Jesus, there was a woman who had been losing blood for 12 years. And because of this, she was an outcast. She was ceremonially unclean. She was exhausted and tired with perpetual discomfort and suffering. She'd emptied her bank accounts, seeking out the help and advice of doctors, but no one could help her until she encountered Jesus. You may have tried every door. You may have tried every person, every physician, every specialist, every way through this COVID pandemic. But I'm telling you, until you look in the face of Jesus, until you reach out and touch Jesus' garment by faith, you're not gonna see necessarily the breakthrough that you are seeking for. Everyone in the crowd on that day surrounding Jesus had needs, but only one woman had faith to believe that Jesus could actually meet her at her point of need. I wanna say to you today something really important that a lot of people, particularly believers, don't understand. God isn't moved by your need primarily. He is moved by your faith. It doesn't say without needs, it's impossible to please God. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God's grace is sufficient, yes, but faith accesses the all-sufficiency of God's grace at work in our lives. Unfortunately, I think some of us like the comfort that our brokenness affords us. A little bit like the lame beggar at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus turns up and this man is disabled. He's been wrestling, trying to get into the waters of the pool of Bethesda, waiting for the ministering angels to stir that water to contend for his healing. And Jesus approaches him and asks him, do you want to be healed? And immediately the man in his brokenness offered up all sorts of excuses as to why he couldn't get his healing. Jesus didn't ask 
for the excuses, Jesus asked, do you want to be healed? And I believe that God is coming to us today. And yes, faith acknowledges the need. Faith acknowledges the reality of what it is that we're facing in our lives, but faith does something about it. I I can remember driving down the road one day and driving past a, a partially blind man who was shuffling down the road with a walking cane. And as I drove by, I felt the Spirit of God prompt me, why don't you stop your car and, and get out and offer to pray with this man and uh, respectfully introduce yourself, etc. I got out of the car and uh, I went up to this man, introduced myself. And obviously, as you can imagine, a little bit of an awkward situation, but I, I'm cultivating a lifestyle where I want to be obedient to the promptings of the Spirit in my life. And I said, hey, I'm a Christian and I just felt prompted to stop my car and just spend some time praying for you. Would you be okay if I just prayed for you? Is there anything that uh, you'd like me to pray for? And his response shocked me. He said, oh no, I don't want you to pray for me because if you pray for me, I might lose my disability pension. And right there in that moment, I realised this guy has more faith than most Christians have because he knows that if he gets prayed for, something's going to happen. But I also saw the other side of the coin, that he was a man who was so content and comfortable with his broken situation that he didn't know life outside of that. And on one level, I could sort of understand it. On another level, can I encourage you, never become comfortable with your lack. Never become comfortable with your brokenness. If there is a lack in our lives, if there's an area of brokenness and all of us are broken in some area, that lack, that brokenness is never on God's end. God's intention is to bring breakthrough, healing into every single aspect of your life. I wanna encourage you to contend again in faith. Yes, this is the real need, but God, I know that you're not just moved by my need, but primarily you are moved by my faith. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from hearing God speak. The Bible tells us in this passage in verse 27, this woman had heard the reports about Jesus. It's amazing what testimony does to build your faith. One of the reasons why I tell lots of stories of people being healed and people having breakthrough in their life is because I'm contending for that gift of faith to be given to every listener and every person in our church to believe that if God did that for them, well, why not? He can do it for me. And this woman had heard the reports about how Jesus healed and preached and ministered freedom to people who were broken and in need. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema inspired word of God. I take great courage in the fact that God wants to speak to me even more than I want to hear from Him. Wherever I go in the world, people want a prophetic word. They want to hear God speak. The problem is we're often doing all of the talking and not enough of the listening. Someone once said, listen or your tongue will keep you deaf. 
Have you ever been in a monologue conversation with someone that uh, maybe you went to the cafe to have a latte and sit down and you thought you were going to have a two-way dialogue conversation with them, but it ended up being them just talking the whole time about all of their challenges and all of their problems. I can remember one time cycling with a, an acquaintance and a friend for three hours where he just was, you know, uh, debriefing about all the challenges in his world and talking about everything to do with losing his business and losing his marriage. And every time there was a pause in the conversation, I'd try and interrupt it and say, well, what about? And he'd talk over the top of me. Well, you could do this. And he'd talk over the top of me. So I decided, let's just try and speed this up a bit to puff him out. And no matter how fast or slow we went, he kept talking. By the end of it, I'm like riding up hills. I'm wanting to ride myself into a brick wall just to put myself out of misery because I've just felt so bad and heavy and negative because he just wouldn't let anybody speak into his life. And sometimes I think that's like you and I with God, where we, in our prayer lives, and in our relationship with God, we're always talking. We're always telling God how terrible everything is. And why don't you? And God's trying to get a word in sideways. Well, you could. And we just talk over the top of Him. Well, what about? And we just talk over the top. It's not like God doesn't know what your need is today. It's not like God has ignored the city of Melbourne and doesn't know that there are restrictions and all sorts of challenges in employment, the economy, people's physical bodies, people's mental well-being. God doesn't call one of the angels with one of the bad wings. Can you please go and get me my moleskin journal? I'm going to take notes because this person has got a lot of issues and a lot of problems. God knows what you need before you ask Him. What He's looking for are people of faith who will hear what He has to say and out of that place of hearing will build confidence and courage to step out in faith and do something about what we are facing in our lives. If you listen longer than most people listen, you'll hear things most people never hear. You see, there are some people that aren't willing to take the time to listen to the voice of God. What does Matthew 4, 4 says? It says, man shall not live by burgers alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, if you're wondering where burgers came from, it's in the original Greek, but many of us are living off the natural sustenance of things, but not living off the inspired rhema word of God. God's got something to say to you today through this word. He loves you. He's called you. He's anointed you. He's got something to say to your life and He wants you to live off, to feed on His word. Faith hears God speak. Not only that, but the word you hear must become the word you speak because faith is activated by speaking God's word. Notice the woman just didn't hear the testimonies and stories that inspired faith in her. The Bible says in verse 28, the woman said, she opened up her mouth and she declared something. She said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well, what faith in this woman. She was prophesying over her own life. She was calling those things that are not as if they already were. You see, for the economy and the natural to work, Money needs to be put into circulation. For the kingdom of God to work, faith needs to be put into circulation. You see, for faith to be activated, 
Faith must be communicated. That's so good. I'm preaching myself happy today. I wanna say it again. For faith to be activated, faith must be communicated. How do I know that? Because Hebrews 1.3, God upholds the universe by the word of His power. In other words, power travels through the spoken Word of God. And when you and I partner with what God has spoken in our lives, spoken into His Word, when we wage warfare with the prophecies previously made about us, when we declare those things that are not as if they already were, faith is activated. Faith begins to work on our behalf. Every morning I get up in my devotional time, I meet with God and I declare over my life, Those prophecies, those promises, those declarations that have been given to me. And I get them before me on my phone and I begin to declare them, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I prophesy over my day. I prophesy over my life. And I believe that when I go into that day, I'm living with an open heaven inside of me. I'm living with God's favour everywhere I go. I thank God for what is about to happen. I thank God for what He's going to bring into my life. Not because I'm any good, but because He said it. And if Jesus says it, That settles it. Stop listening to the commentators on television and start listening to the Holy Spirit. Turn off the TV. Don't turn off online church, but turn off the TV and turn off the news and all the negative reports and start to get your focus and your faith fixed on the one thing that will do more for you than 10 hours of watching rubbish on TV. We need to get our focus. We need to get our faith back because I'm telling you, this lockdown's gonna be finished in a jiffy and you're gonna be back and life is gonna resume. And if you haven't come into this with a posture of faith, you're gonna be, you know, sort of lagging behind. Let me tell you, a COVID doesn't stop God's intentions for your life. God wants to do something in your life. He wants to take you somewhere. He's building His church, COVID or no COVID. And so He wants you to be a part of what He's doing. So let's get on board with what God is speaking and begin to declare out of our mouth what God has spoken over us. You see, too many of us want breakthrough like we order McDonald's in drive through We want it quick, we want it cheap, and we want it nasty. But I've discovered something. There's no such thing as drive through breakthroughs in the Kingdom of God. There are only breakthroughs that come that as you sit down and as you feast on God's Word, you get God's Word in your mouth and you begin to declare it out of your mouth. You cannot gossip all week, praise God for 10 minutes on Sunday and expect to live a breakthrough life. We have got to be people who practice Joshua Joshua 1.8, don't let the Word, don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to observe it and have success wherever you go. You see that word meditate actually in the original root meaning means to mutter. Meditation upon the Word is not about just simply reading and reflecting. It's about musing out loud, muttering out loud the Word of God. Let's get the Word of God in our mouths. Let's get the Word of God declaring out of our mouths. I remember one time I was cheeky to my mum, just just once, and she said to me, if you're not careful, I'm going to wash your mouth out with detergent. Well, I decided I'd test that. And so 
I discovered she was very serious about that threat. That was not a veiled threat. And so when I was a little kid, I was cheeky twice to my mum and she washed my mouth out with detergent and I discovered I'll never be cheeky again to my mum. I think some of us need some Holy Ghost detergent in our mouths because we keep sabotaging ourselves, sabotaging our breakthrough because we're not confessing that which God has spoken and declared, we keep confessing what is negative, what is bitter, what is complaining, what is grumbling. We keep pulling people down. Wash your heart with the Word and faith will come out of your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's the theme of your heart in this season? I've come back to Melbourne to preach a word in season to you today. What is the theme of your heart. Whatever the theme of your heart is, that's what's gonna come out of your mouth. You see, faith not only hears, faith not only speaks, but faith acts despite the obstacles. This Bible says in verse 27, the woman came up behind Jesus in the crowd and touched his garment. This woman had every reason to not push through the crowd and touch Jesus. Keep in mind, There was no altar call. There was no prayer line. There was no keyboard to create spiritual atmosphere. There was only raw faith. There were no people watching and looking. There was no prayer line to lay hands upon her. All this woman had was the gift of faith. This tells us two things about what happened in this woman's life. Firstly, the anointing to heal can reside in material that's come into contact with the presence of Jesus. We read the story in the Old Testament about how when a dead man was quickly pushed into Elisha's grave, when that dead man touched Elisha's bones because there was anointing, the presence of God still in the bones of Elisha, this dead man came back to life. We were singing it earlier. I've seen resurrection power come into dead people's lives. Let me tell you, I've seen people in death positions knocking on death's door come back to life in Jesus' name after we prayed over them and after there was a touch from God. But the second thing that this whole story with the woman with the issue of blood tells us is that healing, your healing, is not dependent upon Jesus noticing me, but my faith touching Jesus. Many of us are waiting for Jesus to touch us when Jesus is waiting for your faith to touch Him. We've got to stop just waiting passively for something to happen. Faith not only hears, faith not only speaks, but faith acts. It's a, it's a motion-activated ministry that God has given to us. We know that it was her faith that made her well because Jesus said at the end of the encounter in verse 29, daughter, your faith has made you well. Not, not just my garment, not just my presence, not just my sovereignty. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Some of you would have heard the story where we had an amazing lady uh, in our church recently get dramatically healed. And I think she's a great example of this heart of faith that we see with this woman with the issue of blood. You see a lady called for an Uber driver and was heading somewhere and was commenting to the Uber driver who happened to attend our church that she had 
issues with her body, her hearing, all sorts of challenges and issues, couldn't walk without a walking stick. And the Uber driver had the spiritual perception and the faith enough to say, well, you need to get to Numa Church, my church. There's a prayer meeting there tonight and people are getting healed and all sorts of things are taking place in people's lives. And she had enough faith to say, right, we'll take me to the church before I go to where I need to go. She came, and some of you know this story. And we prayed for her and ministered to her, some of our team. And then seemingly nothing dramatically happened, although her hearing started to get better. And on Sunday, she came back with her husband and got saved in Jesus' name and then came back on the Wednesday night and got completely healed where she didn't need a walking stick and started to dance and jump. And uh, some of us saw her bounding down Bridge Road on Sunday afternoon of the following week in her Lorna Jane outfit. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? She said, hello, pastor, I'll be at church tonight. And she turned up jumping and leaping and praising God. I wanna tell you, faith acts despite the obstacles. And if a woman can hop in an Uber vehicle and come to church and believe for a miracle, what about you right where you are right now? Some of you at the end of this service need to anoint yourself with some canola oil or maybe some virgin olive oil and lay a hand on your own head and declare in Jesus' Name, I am. Healed. In fact, I just want to prophesy over somebody right now that you've been in a place of pain and difficulty, emotional torment, mental challenge. I just speak freedom to the oppression that's coming against you right now in Jesus' name. I command the healing power of heaven from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet to invade your body. I declare the kingdom of God to manifest over you right now. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. If God be for you, who dare be against you? You see, you have to understand something about faith. Faith is obedience to the point of risk. If there's no risk, that's not faith because faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You got to risk it for the biscuit. And that's what this woman with the issue of blood did. She was an outcast. She was unclean. And yet she risked it all. She pushed her way through the crowd. And James 2.26 reminds us, faith apart from action is dead. This kingdom that you and I are a part of is motion activated. It literally requires motion. Jesus said to us in Matthew 28, Go and make. Before you can make a disciple, you first have to go. And sometimes before you see the miracle, you first have to move. Faith moves. That's why the enemy wants you to be passive. He wants you to be locked down. He wants you to be restrictive. This thing called COVID and all the associated restrictions, albeit trying to protect people, is actually about containment. Let me tell you, the gospel cannot be contained. The church cannot be contained. The power of the Spirit cannot be contained. This kingdom we belong to is motion activated. And it's time. Somebody's gonna go for a run after this service. I can just sense it. I just saw you say, that's it. I'm out this door. No more Krispy Kreme donuts for me. I'm running out this door. Some of you are actually gonna do something radical in the next few hours. Why? Because you realise that we're not called to live beneath. We're called to live above. And so Father, I pray, let the gift of faith be imparted through this Word. Can I encourage you, come back at the 11 for more of this message. Come back at the four for a prayer and healing service. Come back to the five to hear a word from Pastor Cherie. 
Fill your spirit up, fill your heart up, renew your mind. Stop listening to the rubbish of the world. I've just put it all aside because it doesn't change anything about anything. But I tell you what changes, it's the Word of God. It's a spirit of faith. It's prophecy. It's what you declare over your life. It's the decisions you make in faith based upon the Word of God that will change your life no matter what is not changing around us. You see, when you step out in faith, the, 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 the essential issue in this story is that divine suddenlies become more commonplace in your everyday life. Immediately, wherever you are right now, just declare out loud, immediately. Immediately in verse 29, the Bible says, the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. You know, repeatedly throughout the Gospels, particularly Mark's Gospel, this word immediately is used. Now, it's interesting that that word is there in the text. When a particular word is repeated multiple times in the Bible, it's not by accident. It's because there is something the author and inspired by the Spirit of God is trying to communicate to us. Now, supernatural breakthrough can happen in one of two ways. It can happen either through power, a power encounter, or it can happen through a process of healing. Power and process. Most of us are familiar with things taking time through a process. After all, Hebrews 6.12 says, it's through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. I believe in healing. Breakthrough happening through a process. Many things in my life have not happened immediately. They've happened through a process. It's important that we stay the course, persevere, be patient and believe for the outcome. But I really want you to hear today that I think the Spirit of God is asking us to contend to reclaim our expectation for the immediacy of heaven's intervention in our lives. Could we believe over the next five days that God is going to move in our state to push back this virus, to push back the lockdown, to push back the restrictions? Could we join our faith together and expect the immediate intervention of heaven in the affairs of humanity? You see, I was up in Brisbane a few weeks ago preaching at a conference and a lady by the name of Anna Porter who had suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome for several years. She came over to me, asked for prayer. We prayed with her. She went out under the power of the Holy Spirit. And she reported on social media four weeks later that she has had not one symptom of chronic fatigue in her body in the last four weeks. Energy's returned. Everything's been returned and restored to normal. Can I tell you today that we've got to contend for the immediacy of the intervention of heaven in our lives. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? What faith does is faith perceives and possesses God's now will for your life. Faith has the perception to see what God's doing. And faith has the ability because it's in God. Not faith in faith, not faith in self, but faith in God and His Word 
possesses God's now will for your life. Why? Because God dwells in the eternal realm. He's not bound by the time and space continuum. He is the eternal I am. Before you were, He was. As you are now, He still is. And after you and I have left this earthly tent, He still will be and will be forever with Him in eternity. He is not bound by restrictions of time, space and material things. Why? Because He is spirit and He can operate outside of the limitations of our fallenness. Don't be like Israel who spent 40 years waiting for something that only needed 11 days to actually cross over into. Israel spent 40 years in a dry and and, and dusty desert when they could have walked into the promised land in 11 days. Why that delay? Why did they spend 40 years? Because they lacked faith that God could actually overcome the restrictions, the limitations, and the giants of intimidation that were coming against them. Please, in this season, don't draw a wrong conclusion about God's intention for you just because there appears to be a giant of intimidation coming against you. This woman had a giant issue in her life for 12 years. No one had affectionately touched her, placed a hand on her shoulder. Why? She was unclean. She was an outcast. She was exhausted. She had fatigue. And yet... She pressed through the crowd. She heard, she spoke, and she acted despite the obstacles. And today, wherever you are, I wanna encourage you to do the same thing. As you've heard this word, why don't you play it back again in just a few moments? Why don't you begin to declare it out of your mouth? Why don't you meditate upon this story, Mark chapter five, verse 21 onwards, and get it into your spirit. What are the things that you need to contend for today? What are the things that you need to believe for today? Because if God is for you, who dare be against you? And I wanna pray for you right now where you're at. Why don't you close your eyes with me? And why don't we lift our hands and let's contend in faith right now. Father, I thank you that you're exceedingly good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you would come and apply this word to our hearts. Lord, I pray right now that the gift of faith, oh God, would be activated through this Word. That God, there are things that we are believing for, contending for. And God, I ask in that posture of faith, in that spirit of prayer, let there be a Holy Ghost breakout in our lounge rooms, in our families, on our walk with our dog this afternoon, when we go and get food for our family. Father, I pray today, let our eyes be open and our ears be attentive to the ponderings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, come and do through us this week, in us right now, what we can't do in our own strength. But Lord, help us to steward this entrustment of faith, this gift of faith that You give to us. And God, we thank You that those things that are not will come into being as if they already were because we partnered with Your Word in faith, just like this lady with the issue of blood. In Jesus' Name I pray. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. 
The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again, conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.